0: Hey twin, hey, how are you? I'm doing all right. We got to get into some things today. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. Me
1: too. Um, I'm drinking a protein shake, but I switched the brand that I usually drink, and I don't know how I feel about it yet. But it's good. (laughs) Does it keep you full? The other one that I had definitely kept me full. This one's kind of more. I just don't think it has enough protein, so kind of. But I have to have a protein shake in the morning. Yeah. That's just that's mandatory. Okay. Otherwise, I'm starving.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get better at breakfast. Like usually, it's just coffee in the morning. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. So bad. But the sh- the day doesn't start right without coffee. You're right. A cup a day keeps the bitch away. It's a habit, but it's not one that I'm willing to give up right now.
1: No. I don't know how people do it. I don't. I think I tried it for a brief moment in time. And it just
0: doesn't give me the same razzle dazzle
1: to the start of my day.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's like something is missing or I'm like halfway tired all day or... And I noticed, too, that when I'm really drinking my water, like how I should mix with the coffee, like it just amps me up in a different way so okay. hydrated while the coffee is making you dehydrated <laughs> that's a mixture cycle. yes what's yes what's your smile and frown of the week okay so smile for the week is i uh, taking time for myself this week which has been nice so far um decompressing from the whole year i think is like i go through phases of burnout And I catch it when it's too late. And so I have really, really been trying to get in front of it before it happens. And usually, like if I see that I'm high energy, then I'll like, okay, I need to slow down because I know where this is headed. Like I'll get all this shit done. And then I'm like, why am I so burnt out? Like I have no idea. So (laughs) it's been a lot of um, me trying to reconnect with how am I doing? How am I feeling, and not letting um whatever's going on take all of my energy because i I always have to give, especially with my children. I have to give a lot and they need my attention, so if I'm burnt out, then nobody around me is happy either, so that's my smile, just you know giving back to me. I'm doing it for the rest of this year, and then next year I'm gonna try to you know sporadically just. Take vacations, or like do whatever just yeah. to make life not so serious, yes, yeah. yeah, not so serious, yes, so yeah, that's my smile, um, I frown, I would say, you know, my dad has never really taken care of himself, and when I say that, like he's a drinker, a smoker, caffeine, like all the addictions you can have except for hard drugs, he's he does it and he's turning 60 next year and he has high blood pressure. And so for me, like he's changing his way of eating, which is great. You know, he grew up on like Lowry's seasoning Salt and, you know, all the stuff that's all just good not stuff. health. All the good stuff. It tastes good, but it's not yeah. good for you. And so now he's, it's kind of funny because he's... Um dibbling and dabbling in healthy things, which my mom is really happy about because she's a salad girl all day, right? Uh-huh. But like, um, he he wanted some fried fish. So he bought some olive oil and he was pouring it into the cast iron skillet. And I said, Dad, this is not vegetable oil. This ain't that. You cannot fry your fish in olive oil. No. <laughs> it's so he was like well I'm trying to learn and I want some fish I said well you can sear it like it'll taste really good in different ways so I showed him you just have to drizzle a little bit in the pan you sear it and he had that with some mashed potatoes and asparagus and he really loved it but it was just that eye-opener for me that I always picture him young even though he's getting older and it was like a sadness that I felt with Mm -hmm. this person will be gone one day like it's Mm -hmm. it's inevitable for everybody but it's just kind of like your parents you when you see them getting older or you see that they have to change certain things about them that they haven't had to do It's kind of like it hurts. Yeah. Hurts. Like I'm glad that there's nothing seriously wrong with him right now, but I know that because of the things that he does, it's kind of like the inevitable. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, it was kind of like, I don't know. I can't explain it. It was just like in a deep sadness that I felt. For a couple of days of just, like, this is real. Yeah. That's my frown right now is just trying to adapt to, especially my, my dad getting older. My mom, like, she's doing all the right things. She goes for walks. She eats healthy. Like, she knows what time it is. She knows that she has to adjust to her age. But for my dad, he always has that young energy. So it's like, he thinks that he can still do the things that he used to do. And it's like, nah, you got to chill. You got to (laughs) chill.
1: You got to slow down, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to to watch that. I think even with my parents, the same thing. I'm like, it kind of just comes one day where all of a sudden, like, they can't do certain things or certain health scares. And you're just like, it's just kind of scary because you're just like, you know, you're at that point where you know, like, they're just going to get older and what yeah. that means like mm-hmm. you're never gonna have them young again so it's just a weird thing to kind of cope with as a kid yeah you know it's just weird so yeah
0: i'm grateful, grateful they're here you know i'm grateful to have both my parents but i'm just starting to see like okay the tables are turning mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah but that's that's my smile and frown what about you well one I'll
1: start with the smile. I ended up having two frowns, but I do have a lot of smiles. I think first I'll start with my end of the year reflection time. I think we're both kind of similar in that way, where like this time of year, I always spend reflecting on how my year went, goal setting for the next year. And it's been interesting kind of, you know, picking that all apart, but I'll go more into depth about that later. But one of the the reason why I bring that up is because one of the things on my list is I really wanted to move this year and we all, we know Mm -hmm. (laughs) how much of a struggle that's been. It's been like, no matter how hard I try it, it's, it's just not working out for one reason or another. But I feel like we may have found a place where we could potentially be. And it feels exciting There is a con to it, which I'll tell you, gets part of the the frown of the week. But fingers crossed that it works out. If it doesn't, I'm just grateful that we were able to go this far in the process instead of either me rejecting places or it's just not, Mm -hmm. you know, meant for me. So that's my smile. But I'm also nervous because if we do get it, then that means I'll be packing up during the holidays so now I'm kind of scared about that because you know, 30 days from today is a couple of days from Christmas.
0: Girl, who oh, no. knows? Isn't there like a task rabbit or something? Somebody can help you.
1: Yes, someone. I need. I'm definitely gonna need help with the the actual day of moving. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's just all the things that come with it. You know, it's like address changes okay. and whatever. So we'll see we'll see one step at a time yeah so that's my smile fingers crossed we hear back and it's good news this week so Very good now um the frown of the week i went to and this is going to sound so bougie this isn't but it's really not <clears throat> you know we have a monthly subscription to this massage place that we go to um And I went for my appointment. You know, I was real tense and stressed. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be really great. Like, I I really need this for myself. So I check in and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. You know, they have a little waiting room and they're calling everyone else. They're like, you know, whatever. about 30 minutes go by. Don't ask me why I still sat there and didn't say anything sooner. I just was like, "Eh, whatever. I'm not in a rush. I'm trying to relax. They forgot about me. Like, I go out to the front, and I'm like, thanks you guys caught me on a sad day and not on a day when I'm, like, ready to go. And I'm like, hey, like, hey. And they're like, oh, my God, like, we totally forgot. We're so sorry, blah, blah, blah. What? Mm Mm-hmm. But I did end up getting like two free add-ons and they made the service a little bit longer. I was
0: about to say they need to be giving up something for free. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So even though I was irritated with all the add-ons and the the things that they did, I'm like, that is actually what I needed that day. I was See. so stressed that I'm like, this is what I needed. And I didn't get mad. I didn't get angry. I was just like, whatever, go with the
0: flow. But still, it's not nice to be forgotten for 30 minutes no no but things like that the delay in it all was a blessing in disguise you got a chance to sit and be with yourself and not do anything else number one Uh and then you got some free stuff out of it so it's like when you see the silver lining in it it makes it easier for it to not be an issue anymore
1: a hundred percent and I think it was kind of symbolic of how i felt this whole year where i'm like i want things now it's supposed to go a certain way Mm -hmm. but the second i just kind of let go and i'm patient it works out so Mm -hmm. the, the growth the growth now the frown the frown with the new the new potential place um we know i'm trying to escape crazy neighbors right yes we love the place. It's so cute, beautiful. It's, re- it's all retro style. Love it. Big. It's cheap. should have been a red flag. So we get to the end of it, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I love it. This is great. And the lady discloses to me that the person who would be living downstairs has a track record of not being so stable. We're going to have to unpack, we're going to have to unpack that one, but uh the difference with this thing is that they're like 80 years old and they're in and out of a nursing home all the time.
0: And then at least it was disclosed to me. So it sounds like they don't have much time left is what we're getting at here.
1: Yes. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, I already have to deal with it now or it could be, I don't know. Charnay, yeah, we're going to th- unpack that one, probably. We,
0: we know about forcing a circle into a square, okay? Like, we have been down this road of... It could work if X, Y, and Z, if we just make that fit, if we can figure that out. And it, it never works in our favor. Never. <laughs> never. It, it will never work in, in our favor to... To force things to happen, but again, anything could happen in the near future with this tenant to where they might need full-time care. yes, yes, and I'm also like like what shenanigans could they be up to? Is that okay, here we're gonna solve this right now. Is that situation easier than the the chaos at your current place?
1: A million percent, because what? at least it's it'll be quiet over there,
0: and it's just one person. It's just one person versus multiple. And it's- my concern though is if they're warning you about this lady, mm-hmm. it's a big deal. I think what it
1: is is because the lady is family of the owners of the building. What? But the thing is, and I, with my current situation, they knew about her. They just didn't disclose it. So it was surprise. <laughs> like on TikTok, that lady be like, surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise. Yeah. So, and I always said, well, I just wish, I just wish someone would have told me. Yeah. I wish someone would have told me. And yeah. then here I am with the, someone telling me, and I was like, <gasps>
0: that so it, not... it sounds like it's just apartment living. Like, you take that risk. Well, you take that risk no matter what. Because <laughs> even with home buying, you don't know who your neighbors are. So if it's going to be better than the BS that you're dealing with now. And
1: this is what I get for trying to be bougie on a budget. The place isn't even bougie, but you know what I mean? I don't want to well, pay.
0: it's L.A., so it's kind of like... You have to have that mentality. We're living in the most expensive state ever. I just saw that gas prices were the highest in California than any other state. The average was like $5. Everybody else paying two, three, maybe four. And you remember average, when it,
1: it casually went up to $7 and no one said anything? Nobody said anything.
0: Nobody had picket signs. It was quiet. Oh, we're just going to pay the $7. Yeah. No, I saw eight in San Diego. When when it was at its peak? $8? I, when it was at its peak, I saw $8. Mm.
1: Mm, mm, mm. That's crazy. So,
0: yeah. Like yesterday, I think I saw it at like 4 20 something, which to us is very low in California. Yeah. But it's like, I would rather make more money to stay out here. Yes. Mentally. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to come to terms with, it's, uh,
1: it's another one of those you get what you pay for situations. Yes. So this is what I get for being cheap.
0: Yes. Yes. So. And it's temporary. Think of it that way, too. Everything Mm -hmm. in life is temporary. We move on from things eventually. Mm -hmm. And um, this is just another part of your journey. But it's not like this is your forever home if you end up getting a place. So it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just remember what I said. I don't want to have this conversation in six months.
1: I think I'll shut up from it in six months after I've
0: learned my lesson, hopefully. Because if we do, please roast me. Listen, well, the stubbornness for both of us is through the roof because yeah, like we think we know best. And so when we want to do something, we're going to do it no matter what. And that's so toxic. It's, <laughs> like it in is. Red flag, red flag, red flag. We don't see those. Yes. And then oh, in good. hindsight, yeah. In hindsight, it's just like, why do we do that? So. Yep it to be fine you know what my masseuse canceled on me so we dealt with the same thing around the same time are and you that, kidding that had never happened and i assumed it was something serious because she's been great yeah but um for y'all a little backstory um it, there's a place that's pretty popular that has monthly memberships for massages and it's like 70 bucks a month. And I was like, that's that one thing that I'm gonna do for myself. And then I was like, I'm gonna gift this to the team and then get them like used to massages. And so everyone on the team got a massage gift card. And um, I think you and Janice have a monthly membership. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been nice to, you know, just give back to ourselves. But yeah. She canceled on me and I said, well, I can't do a Thanksgiving week. That doesn't make sense. So I'm scheduled for the following week. So hopefully she'll be there because it's like finding a good nail tech to find a good masseuse. Yes. You know, and I I don't I don't do those soft massages. Get the knots out.
1: There was one from that place. I was like, never again. The massage, she was, it was like she was just using her two fingers. Oh, no. Oh, oh
0: no. I was like,
1: that would have no. drove
0: me crazy.
1: It did. It did. And I was just like, never again. Never again. I And I had to nicely be like,
0: but you want to reschedule with her? I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. mm-mm. Absolutely not. I've, I've been to the bougie places. Mm And they they give you the soft rub down even when I tell them I have knots I need you to get them out. Yeah, this is what I'm paying you for, and it it's just nice place but not so good massage.
1: Yeah, it's like a massage imposter.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and they're all soft. I'm like, this is not what I signed up to do.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Oh gosh.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about, we wanted to address imposter syndrome today, you guys. A lot of women of color deal with imposter syndrome at, when it comes to the workplace. So we want to definitely dive into what we've seen from a resume writing standpoint and what people are just feeling about themselves. And maybe it'll help you today. But I know from experience of talking to so many people that a lot of women, Are underpaid, but they have all of this experience. They have all of these accolades, you know, two master's degrees and five certifications, and they always feel like it's not good enough. And it's already bad because we have to really work hard in the workplace. We have to do double the work to show that we're doing enough. And so I wanted to talk about that today and make sure that we. Kind of just put you guys at ease with not taking things so seriously in the workplace and how you can make more by trusting yourself. Absolutely, I think
1: people get get stuck in the, you know, that whole mindset of like I'm not good enough or comparing themselves to others at work. But what's the craziest part is that sometimes the most unqualified, quote unquote, people are the ones that are getting their way because they're not stuck in the whole self-doubt thing. Yes. And it's hard to work through that imposter syndrome. I think it takes time, but it takes a lot of self-reflection. And it it is hard. Like if you do get some negative feedback, you might sit with that forever, but you can't sit with that, you know? It's a a tough thing to navigate.
0: Yeah. And I think we've
1: all experienced it at some point in our lives.
0: And I think we need to start with at the very beginning when it comes to the resume side, right? We get clients who come to us with all of these great things that they've done and they want to put it all on the resume. They want to make sure that every single thing is talked about. And while yes, it's great, it doesn't all need to be on there. We don't need a three-pager for a recruiter who has less than five years of experience and doesn't know what they're actually reading. It might be impressive for you to talk about in an interview, but save it for that. With the resume, it's a brief synopsis and we'll get people all the time. They're like, well, I did X amount of this and X amount of that. And, you know, it's just, it c- becomes too much. And so, and that's trying to overcompensate. Mm-hmm. And they don't recognize that in some cases, and that's where I think sometimes that the shift happens with them not trusting our abilities is well, I'm not saying everything about me, so it must be wrong, right yeah yeah and and I think on
1: the flip side of that too, there are some people who are really highly qualified and have really great accomplishments, and it's nowhere to be found on the resume. Mm-hmm. They don't even know how to pull that information because they're like, well, it was just insignificant. I'm like, no, you creating like $500,000 in revenue yes, for your company. There's two sides of the spectrum. Yeah. It's a big deal. But especially when you're coming to an expert, I think the best thing is to, one, have an open mind about what, what is chosen to put on your resume because that's strategic when it comes to your accomplishments but then also giving enough of the accomplishments to us as well as Mm -hmm. we're writing.
0: Mm -hmm. But that kind of brings to another point of, you know, when we think about not enough information or too much information, keep track of those things as you are going through your career so that you know, you know, what you're doing and what impact you're making. It's so easy to forget those things I've seen women with director level, VP level, and they're like, oh, "I haven't really done much." Oh, yes, you have. So, yeah, it reminding yourself of those strengths is really important. Absolutely, absolutely. And I and I think you know, I've had a lot
1: of clients who ask, "Okay, well, how do I uncover my worth? How do I, you know, figure out all of those things?" And that's kind of a hard. It's a hard question to answer because it does look so different for each and every person what that imposter syndrome looks for, for that.
0: Right, right, right. And the basis of it is just feeling like you're never doing enough. I mean, that's the bottom line is there's people who do not look like us that get further along by being a little bit in Dulululand mm-hmm. and they have a sense of entitlement that we do not have because we're just happy to be in certain spaces sometimes that we don't think that we should ask for more money or like the things that are normal to ask for don't feel like they're normal because we don't want to rock the boat in some yeah. cases and I see a lot of more women especially in our age group that are fighting for what they want as opposed to just sitting on the sidelines and. You know, taking whatever the offer is, but my mom's age group—they didn't know nothing about salary negotiation.
1: No, Ooh, this this
0: job paying thirty dollars an hour, I'm gonna take it. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you can get thirty five?
1: Yeah, and if you don't ask, you'll literally never get it. Exactly. Like there has been instances where I I just had someone. Recently, we were talking about solid negotiation. She used to be a recruiter. She was giving me an example about how there is a, a Black woman who was highly qualified, only asking for 80000 But then there was some other person who was kind of qualified, not so much, who was asking for one hundred and twenty. And when she went to the hiring manager, she was like, oh, hey, like this person, the, the, she's asking for $80,000. they are like, okay, great send the offer but this other guy who lives in a different region from the same position even though the range was the same oh because he asked for 120 he got the 120 and the recruiter was like hey well can we at least just give her 90 or give her 100 to make it equitable and fair and the hiring manager said no she should have asked for it so here's her 80 and the person doesn't even know and as the recruiter she's like for her she kind of took that like okay, as a recruiter, how do I also help people with that process? So that kind of was a light bulb change for her early in her career.
0: And that's another thing is when we're vouching, we were both recruiters before we were resume writers. So thinking about the whole vouching for the candidate process, before the range was a requirement to share, I would share with the candidate. Me too. And I would tell them what they would have to do to come in at the higher range. Like, that's a good recruiter when they're educating them about the process just as much as their friend would. I also felt like it was my duty to diversify the place as much as I could. You know, when I got there, it was mostly white organization. And it was just, it wasn't intentional because they wouldn't have hired me, but um, I think that they had a hard time with finding people of color that match qualifications. So it was like my personal agenda.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it helps the the candidates too. Like when you are transparent as a recruiter, and I know some people who are entry level sometimes, you know, you're told, Oh, don't share X, Y, and Z, but it's like, oh, but you can. Mm-hmm. So, don't listen to the hiring manager. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you just learn a lot as a recruiter, depending on where you are and where you work. Yes. But um, that's yeah. why I, for candidates, it's important to always ask the crazy number. The worst they could say is no.
0: And when you ask the uncomfortable number, that's usually what you end up getting, whatever yeah. you're uncomfortable with saying. Yeah. And it's like, well, why was I uncomfortable to ask that? I still am getting underpaid. Trusting yourself more and trusting your contributions and strengths more so that you don't feel like such an imposter. A lot of people feel it, too, when they get a new job. Mm -hmm. Like that first few months, they're like, why am I here? Why did I leave my other job? I can't do this work. Yeah. They hired you, friend. Yeah. For a reason. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just be easy on yourself. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. Yes, that's number one. It, it's an onboarding and learning process. No matter what level in your career you're at, you could be the new executive and you still have to learn how they do things, you know? Mm-hmm. So you are qualified and you are there because you worked hard to get there and you deserve to get all of the things that you need in order to be successful in that job. And that's salary wise and even down to computer equipment, whatever it is that you need to do your job properly. Ask for it when you get that offer. Don't feel like you just have to accept whatever they give to you.
1: No, not at all.
0: Yeah, not at all. And I'm sure sometimes it
1: feels like, okay, oh, if I ask for more, this might be the reason why they don't give it to me. But nine times out of 10, that's just not true. And again, if a company does something crazy like that, where they're just like, oh, no, you're asking too much, Go, like, bye. You don't want to work for them, but right? they're telling right. you right then and there that they're going to be cheap and exploit your labor. So.
0: 100%, because if they're not giving it to you up front, it's going to be real hard to get it when you get in. Yep. Yeah. we get questions like that where they're like, oh, I've been here for six months. Is it too early to ask for a raise? Well, where were your antennas at at the offer stage, friend? Mm-hmm. Get what you can get at the very beginning. Because mm-hmm. usually it's that three to five percent merit increase every year. You're not gonna get a ten thousand raise here or twenty thousand raise here if you do then never leave that job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's, crazy. That's really crazy.
0: It is, it is. But the the takeaway from today is remind yourself of who the fuck you are, number one. mm mm-hmm. And doing that by listing your strengths, listing your accomplishments, and um, making sure that you're not overcompensating in the process. And you carry that through from your resume all the way through your interview process And keep it with you as you are working as well. Adjust that crown. 100%.
1: Well, Wait, hmm. before we go. Yeah. I noticed that we both have uh, cute
0: stuff on today. The merch has arrived, y'all. The merch has arrived. I have on F Brown and Find Out hoodie, which you will see if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok. And Maddie has on, the flight is already booked because the flight has been booked. PTO is prepare the others. Yeah. So that might need to be another shirt, prepare the others. Absolutely. Um, we got here pretty fast, so shipping was fast. Yeah.
1: The yeah. shirt is nice and light. I'm still excited for the tumbler
0: that yes. I ordered. Yes. That The cubs take a little longer. but. They will arrive in less than two weeks. Everything Mm -hmm. usually ships out within a week. You'll get it. So merch can be found on resumeaddict.com. Thank you guys so much for joining another episode of the Smiles and Frowns podcast. Until Mm -hmm. next time. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.